Blog Talk Radio.
and is these are horrible cases. So we need to stop thinking that this is only an old person's disease. All right. <clears throat> that was a um, an insert from um, David Ike. Uh, he did this um, interview a few days ago uh, with the BBC uh, dealing with the coronavirus. Uh, good evening, and, and welcome to the Holy Spirit Blog Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Minister Gerald Hardy. Thank you all for tuning in. And I wanted to talk to you tonight about um, not particularly the virus, because I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a researcher, and so I I, I won't dive into the the issues of medicine uh, dealing with the the virus. Uh, This show tonight is really about getting our houses in order. So I titled this show, When God Shuts You Down, in order to turn everything on. This is a part one series because one of the things I, I really wanted to do, I, I wanted to hear people call in or email me uh, if they could about what are they going through uh, during this crisis. Uh, there are a lot of stories coming out from people uh, becoming homeless, uh, people having no food, uh, not being able to feed the children who are out of school. And, 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 and if I'm not mistaken, most kids won't even go back to school uh, uh, this year. And so, therefore, now the parents have to work, but they got a three-year-old, a four-year-old at the house, and now they're trying to find child care. The child care is closed. So this thing is affecting us on every level. You even have women uh, uh, who are in abusive relationships. Now they stuck home uh, with their food. So now domestic violence and, 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 and uh, child abuse is on the rise. Burglary is on the rise. So many things uh, that are going on, and, and even even some people are saying, you know they can't afford. To, they, they can't even even if they're sick, as as they were saying on this thing, uh, the nurses who in the in the uh, in the techs who are who are sick uh, in Milan, um, even if they got the virus, they they need all hands on deck. <laughs> and they say as long as they ain't coughing, damn near on one leg, they got to work. So this thing this thing is going to leave a, a lasting effect worldwide. And the trauma uh, that is going to leave behind, because it's going to it's going to really set not just the U.S. but many uh, uh, nations into a tailspin of poverty. So I want to bring this to you tonight, man, because we have to really get a, a game plan together as a people of God. Folk <laughs> call themselves Christians and all these other things. Even, even the churches have have now broadcasted online, as you know. There's been orders for people to stay home. But what am I ashamed of is that here we are in the so-called richest nation on the planet, and we ain't even got a damn plan from the government to the churches. I heard my sister. I'm going to play a little insert from my sister, our dear sister, Zaza Lee, a little bit later. But um, here it is. We don't have a game plan. We don't have a strategy 
of, of what to do in in these circumstances. I was talking to a friend of mine earlier to, uh, tonight, and I was telling her that when I worked in country clubs, one of the things uh, that they had uh, in country clubs, I was astounded because I said, "Man, they got a lot." You know, in, in the warehouses, they had they had like massive amounts of canned goods and and rice and and and, and, and uh, oatmeal and and uh, bottles of water. I, I'm I'm talking 15 feet high, man, stacked rows of it. They had generators, massive amount of generators. And I'm saying, you know, oh, okay, so so what that what the country club is, it, it it's for the community. So so it, it, if they end up having a, 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 some form of um, calamity, that that community that community can can thrive because, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I bet my life they had they had guns somewhere stockpiled somewhere uh, in there that was locked up somewhere probably probably a little bit lower underground, but I guarantee you. Because what I saw in various country clubs was a, was a was a, a a a community that was ready for what's to come. They're not running to Walmart, or Publix, or Kroger, and, and buying up all the toilet paper. They already have their stuff ready, already together. And here we are. As a community of people, so-called the most religious people, black folk, black and brown folks, you might as well say. And we run around here frantic and like the virus is attacking us more than anybody. Sure, we're dying, and that virus can hit hit anybody. But we look we look more scared than anybody. And and and, and as David Ike was saying, the thing feeds off of fear. And here black folks are on a Sunday talking about God didn't give us a spirit of fear. I can't tell. <laughs> I damn sure can't tell. We'll take this quick commercial break and I'll come back. On this article, man, I want I wanted to, to talk about this young lady uh was saying that um, she can't afford to take a day off. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this quick commercial break and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be back in uh, in that just a minute. Be back in just a minute. Um, 
Quite the awesome stand right now, y'all. Okay, and, um, we are hungry. Any kids don't listen. All right. And um, so I ran across this article, man, and I, I wanted you guys to check this thing out. And um, it's talking about single moms who are struggling dealing with this coronavirus, man, because not everybody can take the day off. You know, some of these some of these women, you know, they got to keep working. And uh, this thing came out a few days ago, actually, uh, uh, um, on the CBS News, uh, CBS This Morning News, man. And um, just to give you an idea of uh, the young lady who they interviewed, she was just saying, even with the coronavirus threat, you know, some elderly workers, they said they would go to work sick because they can't afford to miss a day, man. And, and, and again, this is the crisis, and because. We're not living in a community anymore. We're living in a hood, neighborhood. Get it? Hood, neighborhood. And we're not even neighbors. And we go in our little apartments or our nice homes or our, or our suburbs, and we get shot up in there, and, and, and that's it. Until it's time to go to work or go to church on Sunday, that's about it. We don't deal with neighbors. Then we get on social media in the house, and we all this and that, and we flossy, we bossy, we doing a TikTok, all this foolish stuff. But but we're, we're not relating to one another. And God made us the people of relations. And this world has, has made us the people of division, Democrat, Republican, black, white, Asian, gay, strainy, everything, everything separated, everything divided, and everybody's fighting for, look at me, look at me, I'm important. Meanwhile, the global elites, they still together. <laughs> They think if they keep us divided and fighting each other, we'll never figure out them the assholes that just keep just keeping their neck on our foot. Because let's face it, they make their wealth off the taxes, meaning our money. So we have to come together, man, share our stories, share our testimonies with one another. That thing going to start with the church, you know, and I, I – I got to keep driving at home. Even if you don't go to church, it doesn't really matter. But, but, but the churches should be the first form of aid in any community. It doesn't necessarily always have to be feeding people and all this and that, but, but being there, you know, socially, physical, physically, spiritually, emotionally, it's a lot. I understand. But just like your sister said, your sister who just said that one, that one little clip I, I just played you, we understand, as medical professionals, we signed up for this. And as clergy and, and pastors and leaders, you signed up for this. You signed up because all in that Bible, you, you, you preach it every Sunday about somebody going through some hell, some hardship, and how they triumphed and how they came out of it. Well, this time of year, you signed up for this. So the churches must, in, in a time of calamity, you got to show up and show out. As old folks say, no, no, no time to buck and back down there. You, 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 you must show up, show up and show out. And this is this is God's calling, and these are God's people that that that, as you say, is your flock. So if this is your damn flock, pardon my French, you must lead your flock. 
in the in the direction that that they must go, and, and that has to be a community thing too. I'm gonna play this insert real quick, man. Which y'all check this thing out. Release bill into law last night. This legislation gives many Americans paid sick and family leave, but it reportedly leaves out millions of people, people with businesses with more than 500 employees, and in some cases less than 50 are exempt. Now, it's estimated nearly one in four U.S. workers do not have access to paid sick leave, and nearly 60% are living paycheck to paycheck. Adriana Diaz reports from Chicago where some hourly workers worry they will now have to make a very difficult choice. Good morning. There's a lot of uncertainty right now. Working remotely simply isn't an option for someone who flips burgers, works the cash register, or drives a school bus. For people barely making ends meet as it is, they may be less willing to miss work no matter what the reason. Plus, they're often interacting face-to-face with customers, putting them at risk of exposure. I'm 27-year-old single mother, Adriana Alvarez, has been working at this McDonald's since she was 17. And she said she can't afford to get the hand sanitizer. There's a lot of people coming through. We're exchanging money. We're exchanging. We're dealing with food. What if it's like your food? You know what I mean? McDonald's told us it's bolstered its hygiene standards and shifted to takeout, drive-through, and deliveries in company-owned stores. It's strongly encouraging franchises to do the same. The franchise where Alvarez works made that switch this week. A leader in the Fight for 15 minimum wage movement, Alvarez is calling on McDonald's to provide paid sick leave to all employees. So you do have sick days, but it's hard to get them. Correct. It's hard to use them. Yeah, they don't They don't want to give it to us. I don't understand why. The health and well-being of our McDonald's sent CBS News this video statement saying corporate restaurants are providing two weeks paid sick leave due to the virus. But that doesn't apply to franchises. We have an amazing group of franchisees who lead almost 95% of our restaurants. I'm confident they will support their teams in a time of crisis. We reached out to Alvarez's franchise owner, but haven't heard back. For Alvarez and her seven-year-old son, Manny, she says every hour of work she misses is a precious $13.45 lost. Basically, one paycheck is for the rent. The other one is for groceries. And then it's watching the calendar waiting for that next paycheck with, like, $25, $30 in your bank account. President Trump signed a coronavirus emergency relief package that includes paid time off, but Alvarez is skeptical help will come. I'm not completely confident, no. As of right now, I would much rather go to work sick because I can't afford to miss a day. So if you got sick, you would still go to work. Unless I'm like, I can't get up, then you will see me at work. Unless you physically cannot understand. Yes. I get $20.75 an hour. How hard is it with the job to make ends meet? is very hard. Sheila Red, a school bus driver of 17 years, is now out of work completely after Illinois closed schools this week. Ah! <laughs> She's expecting to file for unemployment, but she says won't cover all the bills and food to support her two daughters and two grandkids. What keeps you up at night? Them. Worried about them. I don't know. It's okay. And now with this new world we live in, everything's upside down. It is very, very much upside down. And red is not alone. A new survey found that one in five households has already lost work because of this pandemic, and school closures are further complicating life. McDonald's worker Adriana Alvarez is now trying to sort out childcare for her son. 
Adriana, thank you. Such an anxious time for so many people. We're already seeing a big spike in unemployment claims in many cities around the country. A big spike that even some uh, websites at the state level were crashing because they couldn't meet all the demand. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, this new normal is not fun, and we keep hearing we'll get through it, we'll yeah. get through it, and I believe we will, but I think people don't know how. Oh, the hardest part is people don't know how long it's going to be. And I keep thinking these low-wage workers are some of the highest risk because they're dealing with people every day. They're working at Starbucks, they're exactly. working exactly. at supermarkets. Exactly. Exactly. All right, we're back. Yeah, I just want to play that insert for you, man, because because shout out to all the bus drivers, man, because I I, I haven't seen anybody really give them any any love because you got to think there's a there's hundreds of thousands of bus drivers nationwide that are out of work, man, and they can't feed their families neither. And um, like the sister was saying, you know, here she is now, you know, she she's going to get unemployment, but you know, that that may take four to six weeks. And then when she gets it, it's only 60% of, of, of her salary before taxes. <laughs> you know, so, you know, th- 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 this thing should wake us up as a people, man, to, to, to really begin to unite, to really you – know, that's why I always say, high in hell, we don't have no type of, 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 of community center. And I, I don't care you stay in an apartment, you know, you know. Why don't we have community centers, and just like we have churches, you have to have a community center that people in a in a ten mile radius have access access to, and then and then you put a funding together. And so now, when you get a crisis, now you know where to go get food and water and medicine. And quarantine your damn self, because you and I both know if you don't do that, then what they what they want the global elites they want the anarchy, the confusion, the, the, the you know, the chaos, so they can come in and speed up martial law. But if you govern your own areas, because they're going they, 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 it's a lot of dead people in this world. It's a lot of zombies. But at least you can be able to protect your community and your family and your children if you begin to begin to unite as a community and not just I'm in the who uh, in the crib this this individualism that people uh, uh, keep talking about and I'm going to do a show dealing with that because a friend of mine he he likes to say uh, 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 you must be financially independent I don't I don't agree with that you must you, you must have group economics because you being financially independent right now with this virus, whether I got one dollar to your one hundred thousand dollars, them global leaks, they got both our black as well and confined me. You can't do a damn thing, and I can't do a damn thing. I can't stop people. From, it doesn't matter how big your house is. So I can't stop people from robbing me for my little dollar, and you ain't going to be able to stop folks from, from robbing you for your, for your $100,000, and your house being bigger, meaning you're going to be more people coming coming to see you. You see you see how that works out? Neither one of us wins on this independent shit. Pardon my French. But if we rally collectively and be on guard, and equip ourselves. Now we can 
we we can protect ourselves from the outside world. That's what it's going to have to be like. I kid you not. This, this, this is not a game. This is not a damn game. Another article was talking about black folk. Uh, a, a lot of doctors are concerned that black communities, now I'm just talking about that, they might not be, be getting access to the coronavirus test. Well, you know, this is a fact already. This article was written, in the, it came out of the BuzzFeed uh, uh, yesterday, and I think her name is Needy uh, Prakash. Needy Prakash, and she wrote this article just yesterday about the um, many doctors are concerned that our community, the black community, won't even get the damn test in the first place. And again, because I'm telling you, they ain't coming. <laughs> they are not, just like Katrina, and what's the other one? I forgot the Harvey and all of them. Ain't nobody coming for days, possibly weeks. But like I just told you previously, if we if we had like a lot of these 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 um, upscale neighborhoods got country clubs that act that acts as a as a community center, so if they have a crisis, because mind you, country clubs what they got what they got in that community? They got doctors, they got scientists. They got lawyers. They got physicians. Huh? Prenatal care. They got everything you can think of living in the damn community. We the only one, our black ass, our doctors, lawyers, scientists, they live with the white folk. <laughs> so when, when, when we get hit with a pandemic, who the hell coming in to save our black ass? This has to be a collective thing, man. We got to get out. We, we, we got to get our house in order. Got to get our house in order. So this article, it says approval for the testing for the COVID-19 is, is particularly vulnerable to implicit bias, doctors say. And um, there's a group of doctors in Virginia is calling for the Center for Disease Control and Prevention and, and World Health Organization in Atlanta to release information about whether black communities are being left behind as the shortage of coronavirus tests continues in the U.S. And they're concerned that black communities are, and other un, unserved groups might be disproportionately missing out on getting tested for COVID-19. In the absence of data, breaking down who's been tested so far by race and ethnicity. And, 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 and let's, let's be clear. I work at a hospital. And, and mainly doctors and, and, and people of riches and wealth, they've been tested. Even the stars. Idris Elba. Charles Barkley. Uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Kevin Durant, and so on and so forth. This article goes on to say that we know in the U.S. that there are great discrepancies in not only the, the diagnosis, but the treatment that African Americans and other minorities are afforded. And so I want to make sure that in this pandemic, that black and brown people are treated in the same way and that these tests are made available in the same pattern as for white people. And this is by Dr. Ebony Hilton, an associate professor of anesthesiology and critical care medicine at the University of Virginia. She's a black anesthesiologist. So currently, the CDC's corona, coronavirus information site says a total of 66,371 people across the U.S. have been tested for the virus. The latest data on the site says there are 15,219 confirmed cases nationally. And the data in the the data provided by the CDC does not include a breakdown of who's been tested by demographics. 
uh, John Hopkins University database, which pulls data from global, national, and state-level reporting, say there are more than 26,000 confirmed cases in the U.S., but doesn't include statistics on testing. Let me tell you why. First thing, well, the first thing they do when you go to a hospital anywhere, they're going to ask you for your race. <laughs> they're going to ask you for your ethnicity and your gender. Them two damn things they're going to ask you before they get to your age, they're going to want to know what's your damn race and what's your damn gender. Then they go to the age and the birthday and all those kind of things. So the doctor says that the doctor says that the deep-seated inequalities that disproportionately affect black communities, like a lack of paid sick leave, adequate health care insurance, income disparities, and access to medical facilities, can heighten the effects of a crisis like the coronavirus. Folk got nerve to say this thing, uh, uh, to get tested costs you around $34,000. You mean tell me them two sisters that work at McDonald's and a bus driver, how the hell they can afford a $34,000 uh, um, which ain't no insurance going to cover all that testing, and they got miles to feed. Light bill, water bill, gas bill, rent, car insurance. It's crazy, man. Thing goes on to say that I don't want to speak about black Americans as, as if we're all the same. But there's a lot of reasons not to trust government to be fair in circumstances like this, says Dr. Cameron. Cameron Webb, who is running for Congress in Virginia. Yes, that's a huge question who has access to those tests. If you're not an NBA player, it might be a little harder for black folk to get access to those tests. And this is finding out who's had access to the test so far would mean we're able to correct our disparities or biases as healthcare providers, said Dr. Leanne Webb, an emergency room doctor at the University of Virginia. And it says Hilton. Evan Hilton adds that doctors have, have to rely on a lot of diagnostics uh, that can be quite subjective to decide whether someone should get a test or not. Feeling exhausted, having a sore throat, rather than measurable objective factors that, she said, makes the whole process more vulnerable to the implicit bias that every patient and medical professional carry around with them. She said, getting data on who has access, access to the test is pressing issue. With coronavirus having such a high morality rate, mortality rate, I'm sorry, with testing behind limited and with only coming based on subjective description. The only objective description that we have is a fever. The people who are not test, being tested, if testing is warranted, they need advocates. And as much as they could advocate for themselves, having people specifically who are interested in health disparities, to have people who have a seat at the table advocating for you really helps, Dr. Leanne Webb added. And she said that John Hopkins database, for example, is tracking gender, age, and location, but not race or ethnicity. Now, if they're not doing that, that's deliberate. That's deliberate. Because they always get your, gender, your, your age and your gender first. I mean, I'm sorry, your ethnicity and, and, and your gender first before they get to your age. So to be fair, I'm not sure that they needed to track the data on race in China, she said. But in the U.S., that would be useful information to have in the future because we already know that this virus affects disproportionately people who have 
comorbidities in African Americans are dis- disproportionately affected by almost every cardi- cardiovascular disease that we have here in the U.S. And two of the hardest hit regions in the country are New York City and, and Los Angeles County are recommending that people stop getting tested at all unless a doctor thinks a test could, could significantly change the course of treatment for a patient. And doctors say that the course of treatment for a person with COVID-19 is not significantly different from the course of action for other respiratory conditions with similar symptoms because there isn't a dedicated treatment or cure for the virus. And Dr. Taysom Bell, an assistant professor at UVA in the Infection, Disease, and Pulmonary Critical Care Division said that while testing might not change a course of treatment, making people aware of how the virus is spreading in their community has the benefit of encouraging people to take the crises seriously and definitely act accordingly. Act accordingly. So amazing, man, that here we are. We go through all this stuff with this with this virus. And um once again we are at the bottom of the damn totem pole as a people, people of God. And you ask yourselves, when will it stop? It's up to us. You look around you, God done shut everything down. <laughs> you can't ain't no ain't no sports on TV. Ain't no ain't no ain't no entertainment for the most part, but old old movies. Ain't no BT Live and BT Experience, all that bubblegum entertainment to, the, to keep you distracted. Seventy percent of uh, 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 social media now. Seventy percent of social media is dealing with with this virus and Trump. God had to shut you down. He had to sit you down and shut you down so he can. Refocus you, re-energize you, and turn everything on. Because right now, we we don't give a damn about nothing but self. This is a selfish nation that we're living in. And now, (laughs) ain't no room to be selfish. You done bought all the tissue. God knows I don't know what. You're sitting at home. You can't you, you can't go out. Every city is just shutting down completely. So God is shutting you down. And have you really reevaluate what first? Family. Because now that family you dodge by playing sports and playing this and working two, three jobs and and you're all and you're rarely at home because you don't want to deal with your kids or you deal with your wife or, or whomever. Now you're all home now. So now, whatever issues you you may have had, you got to, you got to solve them, <laughs> and you got to figure out a strategy. Uh, what do we do moving forward? There's too many things. Uh, there's a thing called patriot. There's too many, too many things that uh, bug out bags. There's so many things that, that that you can Google and find out how to get bags and. And, you know, uh, kits that, that that's already in the bag for everything you'll need in case of a, 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 a virus, an epidemic, or, 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 or a tornado, or a hurricane, or a flood, or a power outage for weeks. Because that's coming next. They didn't say that. It might be this year. It might be a whole month of December. 
Can you imagine? Can you imagine right in the height of all that, and they shut you down again? We got to get ready, man. These people have realized, damn, they're not ready. And then he called us all off guard. And they're watching the TV, all the wealthy global, the Bill, the Bill Gates, they're watching TV. They say, man, they, they ain't got nothing together. So we can hurry up now with this thing, speed it up a little faster because you're waking up now. I'm going to play this insert for our dear brother Leon Robinson, man, talk about uh, community and the church and all that. And then I'm, I'm going to end with our dear sister uh, Zaza Lee. Play this wonderful insert by our dear brother. Leon, Leon Robinson. Who don't make their God look like them are black people. I'm not aware of any other group of people who um, go so far outside or in opposition to who they are and what they look like. But we swallowed this image wholesale. They've certainly been brainwashed into thinking that we cannot be capable of divinity. We can't be capable of redemption or of being a conduit. They're, they're, uh, we have been conditioned to believe ourselves to be lesser. Uh, because we cannot identify that image. That image is very important. But if you go there today, nobody looks like that. And that was a time that was pre-Arab. So, I mean, even more, he probably would have looked North African or Ethiopia. They took with them this image of the Savior. And then that Savior got, uh, got given to us. We didn't have any trouble swallowing in the same way that I've continuously said that Donald Trump is a physical representation of what's happening in this country and around the world on a, on a mental, emotional, and spiritual perspective, this what is happening right now. Elijah Muhammad said 100% dissatisfaction brings change. 100% dissatisfaction brings change. You can't tell me that the majority of people living on this planet are not living in a fear-based consciousness, 100% dissatisfied with their lives, but have absolutely no clue how to take the steps to get out of it. Not only do they not have a clue, but will not take any initiative to take 100% accountability and responsibility for themselves. That's what this is about. You keep, and people, people keep beating us over the head about voting. Get out and vote. You're part of the problem if you don't vote. Well, if you voted last year, then what's the, what's the excuse now? You give 100% of your mind, your intention, your energy, your power over to a government, over to a religion, over to an organization, or anything outside of yourself, and you wonder how you got in this situation. And when I say you, I'm talking about all of us on a certain level, but let's be clear. I'm not afraid of this situation. I am perfectly comfortable with sitting in my house and cooking food every day and making sure my son has a home-cooked meal. There's nothing in the world that I am missing right now. Nothing. What about you? I see people online complaining about having to stay at home. But... Last month, we're complaining about not having enough time. So, 100% dissatisfaction brings change. This situation that's happening right now is going to reset the world that we live in. And understand, there's multiple things happening right now. If you see me,
me looking at my notebook next to me, it's because I'm writing things down. I am going totally off the head. I was supposed to sit down and write notes for what I want to talk about today. I know what I want to talk about, but I, I didn't even write the notes. We just I'm just going off the head because it's a lot of stuff that we need to talk about, and this doesn't need to be rehearsed. But come God in that person. Okay, let me stay focused. Let me tell you guys real quick what, based on my research, I'm not going to go too far in this, but I'm just going to tell you based on my research um, what I think is happening right now, and then we'll get beyond that into the higher perspective of what's happening. A lot of people saying that this is just about money or this is about big pharma, and I know I said that in the previous video, but I really need to reiterate this. They print money every day. They print money every day. So this idea that this global cataclysm has to take place in order for them to make more money or to have more money or to control the money, no, not true, right? Um, hang on. Okay. I see me pause in the chat room. It's just because I have to, uh, you know, the trolls don't take no, day off, no days off. <clears throat> Probably don't have jobs, which is why they're always here. But um, what was I saying? Money is, is only an aspect of this. This is about controlling your mind and your energy. The people that are behind the scenes pulling strings of what's happening right now know the time that we're living in. And because, all right, I'm going to bring some of my, some of my, uh, my uh, the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad into play um, so I can make this as simple as possible, right? And don't get sidetracked because this same concept is in the Bible. Our ancestors wrote about this tens of thousands of years ago, that there was going to be a certain time where a ruler was going to be placed in the land in order to the total goal of this, this process that was going to happen was to perfect the wobble in our nature, meaning the lower self, meaning bring the worst parts of us into physical being so that we can look at ourselves and see what we are capable of in order to self-correct. That's a very simple way of me talking about a very expansive conversation. So for a certain amount of time, this world was going to uh, Hiram Abyss, so to speak, for all my Masonic brothers and sisters, um, was going to go to sleep in order for the technological advancement, in order for... Uh, um, not corporations, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Cap capitalism. Why did I not say that? Capitalism to reign free in order for the, 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 the planet to be raped and pillaged as it has. Um, the, the power base of us as gods in the flesh had to go to sleep in order for these things to take place. This is what has happened and is happening right now. And it's coming to the pinnacle, and this world is getting ready to go out because now they've hit a wall on the height of the 
technology, artificial intelligence, which, which is supposed to be man's response to creating a higher form of being, natural selection, evolution, whatever you want to call it, right? I don't want to get off track with you guys, but I have certain things that I need to say in order to kind of lay a base for where, where I'm about to go with this. <clears throat> Hold on. I got you, Jocelyn. I'm going to ask a second about the New World Order. Um, again, you guys, 